Rusty Glock killed the bear. podcast kingdom and culture yes sir this is your boy david it's elijah yeah we're just gonna have some fun again the first one since the new year yeah big 2020 oh yeah it's been it's been about two months at least <laughs> right just because we, we had we had winter break and then we had um yeah just trying to get back into school yeah you want to stay home busy. the whole winter break i mean selfish. don't be mad because you couldn't <laughs> want to be selfish. yeah we had to be back a week in the break <laughs> it was the most boring thing ever that sounds horrible <laughs> why why we, we gotta just be back for practice we, we had a game like nah. january 2nd maybe nah, so we had to be back like the the 20 you don't even play why you gotta be 29th back? <laughs> okay i was out i'm back now which is nice back and I don't know. I was going to try to make some rhyme. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sunday, man. Up, Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, Super Bowl Sunday. Who you got winning? I don't care, honestly. <laughs> I don't either. Honestly, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I just want the food and the commercials. The I, com- commercials. I, I love the commercials. I think people, I think, I think we blow commercials, blow the commercials up. They're, they're not that good. They're pretty funny. Three, okay, three okay. of them Have you really seen funny. the, the Smart Park? The what, don't one. make stuff up. Bro, are you kidding me? Okay, there's the one with, um, what's, what's the dude, Captain America's name? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. He's like with like a Jersey accent and like okay. the new Hyundai Sonata. It can like park itself. Okay. And he's talking about like, hey, you, you ain't going to get your car there. He's like, hey, stop being a smarty pants. I got smart park. Bro, it's the funniest commercial there is. Was this last year? No, this is like right now. Oh, but really? it's going to, it, it, it's, it's got to be in the Super Bowl. It's, it's wonderful. It makes me laugh every time. Like every time it comes up on YouTube, I just don't skip it. Like I, it's like it's a, it's a good commercial. Like I don't <laughs> skip it because I laugh. Like it's funny. Oh, uh, I I think um, that the commercials are good, but they're really not that good. I think. Explain. They're not. They're not that good. Like there's a, there's really a commercial that's that good. There there are a couple of them. Last year, for instance, I remember a couple of them. You had the the fire the fire ice thing like the mountain dew the, first of all that mountain dew ice is disgusting is it that's, i, I uh, don't know it's don't horrible it. but <laughs> on top of that so you had the, that was like what missy elliott and uh was that last year that was last year oh my gosh that was like that was missy elliott and old oh, good voice dude morgan freeman right yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah that was a pretty yep. good commercial yeah um, it, it, it was cute and well done um but there's only a couple and so i think yeah, I think people blow it up, and because we blow it up, we expect them to be funny. Like we kind of think they're funnier than they really are. Mm. I just don't. It's not really that good. Yeah, I, remember really, the Doritos commercials though. So those okay. were like that was so childhood. My friend, so Doritos used to do, this, and they might still do this thing. I don't like know for because I don't do it, but they used to do this thing where um, you could submit your own commercial to Doritos for like oh. a chance to win and the, like Doritos would pick like the top three and like the best one or like the, the top three or something like that got to the Super Bowl <laughs> and some something something like um, whichever was like the most well received so like the top three of like the user submitted ones will get played during the Super Bowl okay and like whichever one with the most three or something something weird where like the, the top person got free tickets to the Super Bowl and they got um, they, they were able to get their commercial aired. Oh my god! And so I had a friend who's like really into like video work and stuff like that, who submitted a commercial a couple of times. Never been picked. Like people would like spend like crazy amount of money to put these commercials together, and they say that they wanted people to 
not be professionals and not like try to make it that professional. But I mean, it's, I it's, think they the did. Super Bowl tickets on the line and right. being in a Doritos commercial right. or um, having your idea. You didn't get paid, which I think is really That's smart. Really smart for but, Doritos company. Oh, yeah. if you think about that. Like, you do all the work for me. I'll pick the best <laughs> one. I'll help you. I'll pay a little bit of money to make it a little better. Then I'll pay uh, like what a couple grand to uh, get you to the Super Bowl exactly. when that's like so much cheaper than exactly. paying Having for a, a commercial and in the slot. Like that's so well, that's so smart. Like the whole the whole Geico thing right now where they are going through and they're replaying old commercials that they made really? that were classics. <laughs> yeah, like so like this one even, all right now a lot they do with like the otter, or the woodchucks and they keep throwing woodchucks at <laughs> like oh you darn woodchucks the one with the cavemen the one with the squirrels that make the car swerve and dap up. Those were like great <laughs> commercials back in the day, and they're just replaying them. In the replaying, they're not spending extra money for talent, writers, and all these like the production crew. Hmm. They're just going to the archives, copying and pasting, and sending it out to someone. And not only not only is it cheap for them, it's nostalgic for people who were around when those commercials were around. And so, cause like I was like a kid, but like I was not young. I, I remember those commercials, and so seeing that, I'm like, oh, I remember that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I remember those times and. And for people like me who like I hate commercials, don't don't try to you can't Okay, but there's some good commercials. Let me explain why, okay. bro. I don't like to feel like I'm being manipulated mm. by anybody, by anything. Like I, how dare you who do you think you are <laughs> trying to convince yeah. me to spend that money I want on Doritos. your project? Like now I want exactly. Doritos, but I don't want you to tell me exactly. that I want Doritos. I right, want to right, want right. Doritos you, by myself. You're trying to convince me. Right. And like I hate when I try to do it like slick, like, oh, we're not convincing you, but we're convincing you. Mm. So I love to watch commercials <laughs> for the sense of I want to try to find like by watching the commercial, I want to figure out who is our target audience, like audience, and what things can I find in this commercial to prove that or or show that that's their target audience. Mm. And so like I always think and say that um if I see a commercial and I can figure out the tricks you're using to try to convince me to buy your product, I'll I will like I will uh, um, work. I'll go out of my way to avoid your product because <laughs> you're not going to win. So I'm hella competitive, but never in like the the, the right things. So, like sports, ah, I mean, who who's got time? I'm not getting paid for this. I don't, the, the winner or lost tonight, I'm gonna sleep fine regardless, right? But when it comes to being petty, when it comes to things like that, you will not beat me. I promise. I'm the best, and I will be the best. And so for commercials like that. Um, I don't like feeling like I'm being manipulated or, or, or tricked or. But you're not beating anybody. Like I am people beating. think they're beating people. Like it's I am uh, winning. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm winning by not giving you my money. <laughs> I won that battle. Like this you what, wasted a nickel you know. <laughs> in your. <laughs> you know I know you I know they price it out by saying if this commercial reaches this many people and then this many people buys it then it was a good commercial. Yeah. I'm gonna be the one person that's not gonna buy it. Oh, hopefully. Oh, and you're just gonna bring the company right. down by yourself. I am. I'm leveling the playing field one yeah, commercial one at a time. Okay. That is right. My my teammates were all talking about like we went to Applebee's yeah uh, and they had like the unlimited it was what was it uh, shrimp like mm. riblets and I came, I wings or something and I went the day after it and, and they were like hey we can't let Applebee's win so we each need to have yeah, five plates like <laughs> we gotta time. beat the system right <laughs> even though we're going and spending <laughs> money right. and even five <laughs> plates that stuff is all microwave <laughs> oh yeah oh like, yeah. Oh yeah, like all microwave. Like I know people work there. They said the soup comes out of bags. Yep. No disrespect to you, Applebee's, because like I still go eat your food you know when friend, I'm hungry. But like Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. You, you know her. Um, short, short. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was telling me all this stuff. She's like, yeah, don't, don't order this at this time. Don't do this at that time. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey, when, when I make the choice to go to Applebee's, I know what I, I know what I signed up for. Uh, exactly. I'm not expecting anything good. Like, I'm, a, I'm okay a, with bag soup. 
soup bags. Like, right. that's okay. Like, yeah. plastic in my soup. If it tastes fine, that's It's, it's going to happen. It's, exactly. I'm not, not going to, like, Manny's Steakhouse exactly. or something like that. I'm Even like, still, I mean, I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I just feel like I saw, so I have a friend downstate who he used to be a big guy. He's uh, he's lost a lot of weight and got a little, uh, like, stronger and, like, packed on muscle, um, which is cool for him because he has sickle cell. And oh, you're telling me about that's people have sickle cell and wow. anemia. Just you typically can't build muscle and they're yeah. always underweight. They're not supposed to do a lot of intense workouts either, right? Um, but he does, and then his goal is to wow. be like a bodybuilder uh, and just kind of not not be not let that stop him from doing what he wants and being in shape. So he works out a lot. Um, and so like we used to get together, and have all these eating competitions, which I'm undefeated by the way. He's kind of weak. <laughs> um, and so we like we always go somewhere, and our motto is, we're gonna make them regret letting us in the university. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone in a fancy suit to be sweating bullets right now because they see <laughs> how, much, how much money they lost on us. And so that, that's always my goal when I go places. So if I'd have been in Applebee's, I'd have wrecked them. I think you're underestimating just how cheap that food is I and how much you're my paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave knowing just knowing that I that I won. How how much do you think a Taco Bell taco cost them? No. Like six cents. <laughs> taco they they taco. raised that thing to like a dollar fifty for a that. taco. Like you like, oh, I'm beating the system. I got a twelve pack. They're like, no, you're not. It's different because like you're paying you're paying per taco. Whereas if it's all you can eat, you're paying a, like a flat rate. Oh, if it's rate, all you can and eat. And the more you oh, eat, oh, uh, at buffets, oh, buffets, other places. So for instance, they have like all you can eat uh, pancakes at IHOP, right? Hmm. And so we go there. You're like, yeah, we want that, and, and you just keep get them a ton. Coming. You yeah. guys, you guys have Perkins or no? Mm, ooh, that's that's familiar. Minnesota, I so. Wisconsin. I know. Has I've them seen too. them somewhere in Michigan. It's like a, a green, green school, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, they have unlimited pancakes. Uh, so our team would go there in high school all the time. Really? And they said you can't share them. So of course we're we're like you take a pancake off the plate, slide it off the plate, mm-hmm. pass it under the table like uh, we're dealing drugs. Ain't gonna touch. Put your nasty palms on my bro. Pancake. It's free pancakes. I don't, I don't care whose palms touch. Okay, no. I do care whose exactly. palms touch those pancakes. Exactly. But they wash their hands. Hopefully, see. Hopefully, you don't, you don't even know. Hopefully, I don't, even, talked, I don't know. Episode, I don't know. I don't know. On our first episode, we talked about how little people wash their hands, <laughs> and you all y'all sitting there palming pancakes under tables in restaurants. Uh, Nasty. But those are good memories, man. Nasty. Good yeah. pancakes. With the syrup, just make your hands all sticky. Mm. Uh, Yum. You make ashy pancakes anyway. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> your pancakes were bad. They were not. They were, bad. they were good. They were just No, they were bad because you took 30 minutes to eat them. No. That's why. Not. The yes, first bite was bad. No, you took 30 minutes to eat them. It doesn't matter how long I, I took. I had finished my pancakes, no. cleaned up the whole kitchen. I come back, and you're like, oh, I still have pancakes here. I'm working on a quiz. Let me finish this because I didn't do my work last night. That's my impression of David. Are if you, you didn't know. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh, my, my, my homework's done? not okay, done. Sorry, All right, your pancakes are ashy. Oh, go ahead. I got breakfast cooked for me, but then I'm going to call his pancakes ashy. Like, that's <laughs> that's you if you didn't know. I think it's a pretty good impression. Are you done? Uh, I'm done. All right. <laughs> if you make pancakes right, and no matter how long they sit out, they won't turn ashy. They, they might okay. not be great. They might not be great. They were not ashy. But the top of them all. don't become ashy. It was not ashy. Yes, they were. That was probably flour, first you, you of all. You hear this right here? You hear this? <laughs> That's what it sounds like if I scraped <laughs> your dry skin. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm scratching my knee on the top of your pancake. I'd make you pancakes someday and show you that, that no matter how long they sit out, they'll be soft on top. Bro, that's good. Okay, fine. Make me pancakes. I will. I'll make you two pancakes. Two only two. Yeah, don't be greedy. 
<laughs> I made you like don't be 15. <laughs> I just made pancakes last night, chocolate chip pancakes. Really? And I made way too many. A lot of people put all that stuff like why? Cho- Who okay. needs chocolate chip? Why are you putting syrup on it? Who needs chocolate chip? Don't you like blue you don't like blueberries? Like blueberry pancakes? I don't like blueberries. So like I like the blueberry flavor and stuff, but I'll t- pick the blueberries out. So, like, I love blueberry muffins, but mm. I'll pick out the blueberries and just eat the muffin by itself. So, you just like muffins? Yeah, but the difference is, no, I mean, I like blueberry-flavored muffins without the blueberries. So, for instance, they make these, like, blueberry-flavored donuts. I love those because there are no blueberries in them. But I just pick oh. up, like, I hate the consistency of, like, biting into a cooked blueberry. Just, ugh. I love it. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you like food. Of course you like fruit. I, uh, listen. Uh, obviously. There is... There's no reason. So, like with a muffin, I'm not putting syrup on a muffin. Okay, yeah, because it's already, it's not meant to have syrup on it. It's still bread. Okay. So it's a pancake. Whoa, bread. Whoa, it's it's cake. It's like a cake. A, mu- a muffin okay. is literally a cupcake. You're right. They're both cakes. But but you said bread. Mm, I'm saying because it is bread. It's a sweet bread. That's all a cake is. A sweet bread, right? Uh, mm. No, but there's a few different ingredients that do things like you know different consistencies in it and fluffiness, but essentially. It's, it's just sweet bread. Similar ingredients, yeah. But so I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. with a pancake, you already have syrup on it, which okay. is like pure sugar. It was so All good. Right. It's like you <laughs> tapped into the original diabetes <laughs> and then you you're just putting this that, that straight sugar blood onto so already sweet bread. Yeah, you killed the trees, took the exactly. blood, boiled down the trees' blood, right, and then you put it on don't pancakes. Don't be a nerd. That's what you did. Don't be a nerd. That's what you did. Stop you it. tree killer. Stop That's it. why you should go vegan. Actually, anyway. please don't. <laughs> vegan is so... Don't go vegan. Anyways. So, like, I, I don't see steaks. the need to have chocolate chips and pancakes either. Like, you don't need no extra sweetness. It's, it's, it's like, to add something different. Add what to it? What else do you need for pancakes? Well, it was, like, it was like 70% dark chocolate. So, it's that's, not, it's oh, not as the, sweet. That's worse. Though it's not. Dark chocolate is mud. No. Dark no. chocolate is Baker's chocolate is mud. You oh, ever tasted oh, Baker's chocolate? No, because I don't eat mud. It's like, is there's no nasty sugar. Thing. I already don't like chocolate that much. Chocolate, but chocolate is not something I really enjoy. I feel like God loves chocolate. I don't think so. I th- no. People who like chocolate are easily bought. Whoa. People okay. who like chocolate. There's a lot people, to break down in that people statement. People who like chocolate and people who like coffee are easily bought. Oh, see. Mm. I'm, I'm explaining mm-hmm. to you why. Mm-hmm. I could say, yo, E, uh, do you want to do me a favor and do this for me? You might be like, nah, I don't feel like it. But if I said, I'll give you some chocolate or coffee. You can say that about any food. No, any there's food. nothing like chocolate that does that. D- what are you talking about? There's nothing like chocolate that does that. Oh, David, hey, can you go give me this? I'll give you a steak. That's steak. That's different. Yeah. Oh, is it different? Yeah. It's Why? like The steak is like $15. And that's... Okay. I can yeah. find a $10 you can find, bar of chocolate. You can get a Hershey's Kiss for a nickel. I will not do it Easily for a Hershey's bought. Kiss. That is not... Easily. Yes, you would. Not good chocolate. If I give you a handful, three or four Hershey's Kisses in my hand, throw it out, you, you do forget. it. That I've had good chocolate. It doesn't matter how good you have it. Yeah, it does. I'm not going. Why would I go back to Hershey's? Because 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 you're a garbage <laughs> person who likes chocolate. That's why. Because that was a personal insult. Because you're a garbage person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not even the fact that I like nah, chocolate. Nah. I'm just a garbage person in general. And plus, <laughs> you saying you make me a steak. That's like more investment. That's a personal thing. That's you saying I'm gonna take time to season, cook, you know, and then serve a steak. That's not just like. You're like, I got chocolate in my car. I'm going to throw it at you and make you do. <laughs> Dance for me, peasant. <laughs> Dance for me. Take this chocolate. No, exactly. gosh. People like coffee the same way because that's addicting. People, I, I need, I need, I scratch my tattoo. That hurt. People be just sitting there fiending for coffee. And if you offer it to them, they'll, be like, they'll do whatever you want. 
<laughs> no, that's not true. Okay, so I mean, I used to be like really caffeine dependent. I used to wake up, have coffee every morning mm-hmm. in college because we had early like morning practices and lifts. We kind of strayed away from those because I don't know, but I'm glad we did. Like our practices are always more at night. Um, but yeah, it's I was very caffeine dependent, and if you would have said I got coffee for you, exactly, I would, I would, I would exactly. go for it. I would do. If whatever. you have a meeting at a of a horrible time. Or just a meeting with someone's busy schedule. You tell people, yo, I got coffees. Or I'll buy coffee. Or uh, say, I got a bunch of chocolate. Something like that. People will come. And they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll swallow their anger or their discomfort about doing it. And they'll come. Hey, man, I got, got a bunch of sweet potatoes for you. Right. <laughs> for me, it will take something like a potatoes. steak. It wouldn't just take chocolate. It wouldn't take a cup of coffee or a, or a little Hershey's kiss. Oh, hold on. Big B. Coffee. No. Yes, it would. Uh, the tea, that tea right I there. I still wouldn't do nothing for that. I'm only drinking this tea right now because oh, I have to because my, my throat God. Hurts. You get that tea all the time. No, I don't get this tea all the time. I'm explaining to you. So they change their teas. Okay. What they have now are pure, <laughs> they're pure garden <laughs> trash. They Why change would brands. They do that? I don't know. Oh, it's they really change stupid. Brands. Yeah, they change oh, brands with their tea. And tea. this, like the new one, just tastes like regular old dusty black tea with like a little bit of a sprinkle of cinnamon uh-huh. in it. And the other one, like the cinnamon <laughs> and like the other spices are really strong. You could really taste the vanilla in there. And the cinnamon, like like it was it was full bodied. Mm. It was thick. Mm. Ew, how many C's? Mm. How Not many? How, how many? One C, two Q's. Oh my thick yes, quo with mm. the quo. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, 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 no. And so that's too much. That's, and so like that's too when much. they change their teas, I stopped getting them. I'm only getting them now because my throat's been hurting really bad lately, mm. and because I have to sing or like every week for the church. Yeah, I, I, like I'm trying to take care of it and trying to get it back. Um, and because I don't like coffee, the only re- the real option is tea. Or you could just like coffee. Or I could not sell my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just not gonna be one of those people who just get swindled or just get convinced to do anything anybody asks because they offer me a cup of coffee. He said, "Or I could not sell my soul." <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> to the darkness. Yeah. They are both dark things, chocolate and coffee. Also, the few times I do drink coffee, um, that, that has to be, so like a Big B, for instance, it has to be frozen, like blended up and like really, really sweet. And when I do drink coffee, so it makes me pee coffee. a lot and I hate it. Basically, yeah, it's a coffee flavored milkshake at that point. Yeah, that's exactly. Just, I don't, I mean, that's fine. Like a Frappuccino, for example, like just blended up coffee with ice and just caramel or whatever it is in it. Yeah. I don't like cream or sugar in my coffee. I love I love the oh, taste of coffee. You keep saying things that make me question our friends. I love the <laughs> See you like <laughs> mud. <laughs> Told you you like mud. Mm-hmm. You just like to eat and drink mud. That's all it is. <laughs> How'd you know? Well I didn't know until now. Remember so. you said I eat sand. When was that? <laughs> he probably would eat sand. He probably <laughs> he didn't say, Oh, mm, mm, the oh, the crunch. Mm, mm. It's so good. You ever just put sand in your you peanut say that butter about and jelly? Every single thing you put mm. in your mouth. That's true. I, I do do I realize that. We we were cooking a, a couple of days ago and I was like, Man, I love this food. And Dave was like, You say you love everything. I'm exactly. looking back like I do. But like there's so much to love. Like it's God created food. so many good flavors and foods. And then David's over here putting the worst of them together, like garlic bread and ice cream. All right. I didn't do that. I'm saying he would, though. I use that to say how good garlic bread is by itself. See, that's a that's garlic bread is one of the greatest gifts to humankind. It's it's no, it's not. It's good. I pledge my alliance to Italy, my alliance (laughs) alliance to Italy because of that. 
Do they make bread. up garlic bread? I have no idea. I don't but think we eat so. It with, we eat it with pasta, so the, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. That is enough for me. Texas toast imported from Italy. <sighs> oh, that's you like good. them dry baguettes. Baguette. That's like the <laughs> best way. That's like the best kind of bread is a baguette. No, it's not. Stop. What's better? Stop. No, don't say garlic bread. I already know you're going to say it. Right. <laughs> Easy answer. <laughs> garlic bread every day. I don't, I, I feel like you can look at me and be like, man, this dude's a fatty. He eats all the time. He eats everything. I'm, I don't. He's the pickiest person. I'm very picky. Way picky. I just find me. a few things I like and then eat all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I just don't, I mean, I would take, if you promise me, I could eat the same meal or say the same three meals every day for the rest of my life. So you'd be fine like living in the dorms like and eating that food every day because I got sick of that after like two months. Kind of. I just don't think the dorm food is good. Okay. So I mean, I just mean in general. So like I'd be fine with eating the same three meals every day of my life if I chose them and if I cooked them the way I like them. If it meant I got like an extra, if it meant I got extra four hours of sleep or something like that every day. Hmm. And and I woke extra up extra four hours. Night. How much sleep are you getting? I don't know, but regardless, <laughs> extra at least even like an extra three, two and a half or three. Okay, I would take it. I I would gladly skip breakfast Mm-mm. for an extra twenty minutes of sleep. I could never do that if it means sleeping twenty more minutes and waking up maybe a little more tired or eating breakfast. I'll take the gamble and sleep twenty more minutes. Nope, nope. I get up at eight. My class is oh. until eleven. Oh. I get three hours to do what I want. I get up at like 10. I read, I, I cook, I just Ugh. watch random sermon. I don't know, like something. Nah. And I, get I up need that at three 10, hours. That's getting up early. 10.30 or 10.45 okay, is what I usually get up and make the class. <laughs> I don't miss, uh, I probably usually, I, I probably don't eat. If I get up at 10, I won't eat till like 1 o'clock. How? I don't like eating in the morning. Oh, I love it. Makes it makes me feel like I feel sick to my stomach. I think it's because I'm... I'm then you know, I already told you this before. Like, whenever you have breakfast in the mornings, like, at 10 o'clock before class, bro, yeah. like, I be struggling. Mess messes up your poop mess schedule. Mess my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I be in class struggling to keep, clench my cheeks together. Yeah, we went to breakfast, and he, he talked to me after. He's like, bro, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Messed up my whole schedule, man. <laughs> it, it, it is rough. I couldn't pay attention to my class. I got my body trained to not have to go poop until I get to work. <laughs> I get to work. <laughs> Then I'm going to spend a half hour <laughs> on the toilet. And my boss might be hearing this right now. Pastor Dave might be hearing this. <laughs> no one I do. It's you just I Taking have an hour on the toilet every day. <laughs> we'll cut that out. I have time to do that where I don't have that like, like when I'm on campus. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, those bathrooms there, it's sketch. You never know. The campus bathrooms? Yeah. Oh, they're bad. You oh, never know. They're bad. So I, I can go around no be clean and whatnot. And I know I won't be disturbed. You know, it's just really random. One of the bathrooms um, in Walker, uh, upstairs next to the VPA offices on the second floor, mm-hmm. the stall has a giant, like, sitting on the floor mirror. In the <laughs> stall. So you're sitting on the toilet with your and you just pants see on your ankles and looking forward and staring <laughs> at yourself like <laughs> while you do the business. That it's might be the so weird. worst place mirror like, I've why? ever heard Who of. Who needs that? Like, <laughs> no one wants to see themselves. I just want to look at myself and gander into my own eyes. Have you seen a dog's eyes. face when a dog takes a dump? It is it's full of shame. <laughs> the dog, I'm looking left or right. The dog does not want to be there and be involved in this. How I don't want to see myself do that. Oh, my, that's so bad. It is so weird. I, 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 I question so many times the placement of just things at our school. <laughs> 
Like so many times. Like why would you put that there? Like what? Oh man, I don't even know. I can't think about it right now. But if it comes, I'll, I'll I'll think about so it. You made it up? Are you saying? No, I I just remember <laughs> living in the dorms and be like, wow. No. I question the placement of bathrooms in Walker. So you have. Bro, two bathrooms I know. in the front, but oh, then you walk all the way through the road. So if I'm doing recording in the studio, the closest bathroom is down two flights of stairs. And all the way and down. Or just all, all the way back to the building, to the front of the other building. So like when you're in the, the music theory yeah. room, like choir room 120 or whatever, you have to walk no, all the don't. way. There's a bathroom right across the hall from that. But that's the, it says star. It says like it's for the star no, no, bathroom. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the choir room legitimately uh-huh. across the hall. There are doors. Like six feet from the door. Every time I've been there, I've had to walk all the way back Why to the entire to? No, front I of the No, I use that all the time. I don't remember in class a few days ago. I, I like like I walked out a few times to go to the bathroom because I was yeah. talking up. St- oh, but it says like star bathroom. No, that's the one around the corner. Oh, the one like legitimately the doors here, uh-huh. like choir rooms here. The door is right here. Oh, for the other bathroom. Oh, I think I, I think the thing says dressing rooms. Dre- yeah, yeah, yeah. The bathrooms in there. But if I can do- use those. If, if his door is open, oh, yeah. If they don't, don't want you in, they should lock the doors. I was like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> go in there and disturb somebody. If, even the star ones. If it's open, use it. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm saying so I like, walked a long time to go yeah. take that poop. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> it's <laughs> it a rough. long walk to just... And so like upstairs above the choir rooms where the studio is. Okay. So the closest bathrooms are right there by the choir room. Or or to the front of Walker, like you go for the other ones, mm-hmm. and it's just long. It's all like, it's rough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sweet man, what else we got on the docket today? Oh, who you got for Super Bowl tonight? Mm. Yeah, again, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I couldn't care less, bro. I literally don't care. Honestly, I want. I don't know. I yeah. The Patriots aren't playing, so it doesn't really even matter. Mm-mm. I would probably say the Chiefs. Why Chiefs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally don't care at all. <laughs> because <they're laughs> I, I mean, yeah. No no care at all. I'm I mean, probably going to be on my phone like most of the night. Yeah. I might be reading home. I might be doing homework reading. I'm just excited for this Buffalo that chicken is, dip. Who, who, who making that? Andy. She made this Buffalo chicken really? dip. She took like Frank's hot sauce. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Just listen. Let's go ahead. Frank's hot sauce. You get some some cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix that all together okay. with some. Hold on. With some ranch. With rotisserie chicken that you pull off all the chicken. You bake it for like twenty minutes at like three fifty, and it comes out bubbling. You put some cheese on the top at the after before you bake it, and it comes out bubbling, and then you dip tortilla chips in it, and then you cry, because it's that good. Yeah. Bro, I know Buffalo Chicken. Man, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you, like, I've had it before. I don't it's need to like, run down yeah. how to make it. <laughs> Dice up your onions. Mm, it, that's mm, <laughs> saute them. Wait, wait, wait. Remember that video? Only, only, only it, was, it, was, it was that fat <laughs> chef. He was like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's all I thought of. I, <laughs> I have, so like, going back to me being picky. I have a problem trying people's cooking for the first time. I would never. After so, like you can ask uh, Pastor Dave's wife. Mm-hmm. Like I probably hung out with them for like a year, probably like eight months before 
I was I would try their food freely without asking a bunch of questions about like what's in it, what did really? you make it, how you yeah. I'm 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 pretty picky with with people's food who I don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they live their life. I don't know <laughs> like the kind of cooking style they usually go to because you could do you can be doing stupid stuff. I know you saw that video that was circling circulating on the internet months ago. Of a woman who had posted a picture of cookies she made. Oh, oh we talked about that. that. Disgusting. That's what kind of yeah, stuff I can't trust. Yeah, people. she put her dog's paw print in the cookies and then baked them. And said, Oh, I washed the dog's paw. I don't care. That's you're, you're, so I'm, not, I'm telling Jesus to not let you in. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> He's like, Oh, excuse me, Jesus. Yeah, you that you woman who, uh, nah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go. A photo up on the wall <laughs> with a giant Walked axe in. to it. <laughs> and said, Persona non grata. She is not welcome here. Easy, yeah, you just see Jesus look look at exactly. her, look at the photo, look back at her. You that you are you hurt? No. Above it, it'll say we re- we reserve the right to refuse service <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> Sign to management, and I'll be checking every every ID at the door. And when I see her, I'm like, sh- I'm gonna hit the trap door straight to hell. That's what it'll be. Straight, straight down, to hell. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're, down there, they're going to make her like <laughs> put her foot in cookies <laughs> and eat and those eat cookies. Them. But she ain't even going to get to wash her cookies. It's going to be the devil's foot. He's yeah, going to be dipping his toes in there. <laughs> getting all up in there. Up in the toe jams and then making her eat that. Hey, you know, bake this right now. You know, eat it. Eat it. You know, wash your feet. You know, nasty. that's what you get for doing that on earth. So, like, once I get to know people and, like, I can, I've eaten <laughs> some stuff that, all right, that's good or... I see that you're not putting nothing crazy in there and like that. Then I'll trust them. Like they'll make something, I'll eat it. Mm. So like I tried Jillian's uh, buffalo chicken dip she makes, um, which is pretty good. I don't know if she puts ranch in it or not, but it's pretty good. I don't think she actually puts um, meat in it. I think it's just a dip. Oh, but okay. I can't. I can't be sure. Um, but there's no way I'd be eating Andy stuff tonight, no matter how good it looks or smells. Also, food has to pass an eye test and a nose test. Oh, oh yeah. Well. Yeah. Listen, your, Most of the time. your mouth is the gateway to the rest of your body. Your mouth and your bum. <laughs> the gateway to the rest of your body. And I guard both. <laughs> I, guard, I guard both. All right. And nothing just happens to slip into either one of those. All right? So I believe wholeheartedly that your eyes are supposed to guard, guard things from a distance from your mouth. And your nose is like that last measure. If it gets close to your mouth and your nose said, oh, hold up, that means it shouldn't be going to your mouth. That's why I can't do stuff like blue cheese. That stink. Ooh, no. Blue cheese stink. is gross. I, I can I, never eat anything that stinks. Uh, no, I had it once. I think I used to like have blue cheese like once in a while. Like if I had it, I w- it wouldn't matter. Yeah, you just wow. spilled yeah, all I over did. yourself. Like I'm four. Yeah. Like do you need a sippy cup? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But I, I used to like blue cheese wasn't bad. Like I didn't hate it. But mm. there was one time you you know like when you eat a food, and then you feel sick afterwards, and yeah. it kind of ruins the food forever. Have I you mean, ever had yeah. that? Like I I got food poisoning from mm. eating um, cheese curds here actually, Oof. and I've never eaten cheese curds since. I, I it depends on the food. For like I got food poisoning like four years ago eating chicken uh, Alfredo from uh, Olive Garden. I still eat chicken uh, Alfredo. Uh, just haven't eaten at Olive Garden. Okay. Yet. So like. First of all, you can never ruin Alfredo for me. Like that's that's something that God has protected. Alfredo, Alfredo, chicken Alfredo. Do you think garlic bread could be ruined? No. <sighs> you have to really try. I like feel you, like you have to really I'm try. A, I'm gonna try to make the worst garlic <laughs> bread possible. Like as long as you have butter and garlic, I'm gonna and put a little bit like of salt. Literal like bullets in it. <laughs> it's gonna be like gunpowder. Like shards glass. <laughs> 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 By down just kinda explodes. 
He goes, oh man, you know this isn't this isn't even that bad, you know. Mm. Mouth is just bleeding. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so like, never quite to that extent have I had it. But yeah, that's happened with a couple foods like barbecue mm. chips. I can't eat them. I used to really? love them as a kid. I just had them too much, and just one day had them. Felt sick afterwards, and then I associate that feeling of feeling mm. sick with those chips. So I see them, I'm like, I don't even want them. Nah. I'm gonna open a bunch of bags of barbecue Please chips. Please don't. <laughs> in your bed while you sleep in one night. Oh, you wake up and see it. I went ah. home nightmares. <laughs> nightmares. Ah. <laughs> oh, these are actually kind of still good. <laughs> I've had these Told for a while. you. You eat anything. <laughs> Told you. I love let's, food, man. Let's uh, let's move it on uh, to the next next thing on the list here, which is. Um, as you know, the part of the part of our um, podcast is talking about things that are important to us and culture and things that are going on in our lives, but also breaking it down so we have a spiritual aspect and application uh, for um, part of the podcast as well, where we can kind of talk about some spiritual and faith related faith related things that are either going on um, in our lives or people's lives around us, um, and kind of talk about it a little bit. So, um, for those who don't know, I work at a church. Um, where I go to school up here at Houghton, and uh, I'm a worship leader and staff pastor. Essentially, um, that just means I kind of I hold office hours at the church, and um, I help the pastor uh, do certain managerial things around the church, and also just a few things here and there, and kind of help take up, take some of the load off of him. Um, and also, I'm starting to work on um, being relational to different people at the church, and trying to reach out and to form relationships and encouragement, so that way people have some connection to um, a staff member, so it's not all on pastor. It's kind of mm. a lot to explain, but... Um, and he preaches, too. I don't... Yeah. Didn't a, even a mention times. that. I mean, that's not... I mean, it's kind of yeah. fire, not going to lie. I mean, a couple of times. I think I've done it three times so far. I'm doing it a couple of weeks, to, or at, at the end of February. Okay. I'm doing... Oh. Okay, that won't be a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it again at the end of February, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I'm decent at it, so... Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've been noticing, I've been doing this job for about two years now, and I'm noticing that people have um, an interesting relationship with pastors, and that relationship tends to, in my opinion, influence uh, their relationship with God. So, for instance, people feel like, you know, oh, I haven't been feeling connected to God here because... Of of things like I haven't had time with you, Pastor, or uh, or you don't talk to me the same way anymore, and th- and things like that. And for me, it's kind of frustrating. Hmm. Um, I have to uh, be like really honest with myself and say that I don't have I don't truly understand what it's like to have that kind of relationship with a pastor because every pastor that I've had before getting here has been a family member, right? So my great grandfather was a pastor for a while. Then my grandfather. Um, have a great uncle who's a apostle at a church and leads that church. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the the staff or people who uh, do like worship and other ministry uh, jobs in the church have all been family. Like my church has been family like filled. And so my relationship, excuse me, my relationship to pa- church staff and pastors and et cetera, um, that so the pastoral relationship was always secondary to the fact that they're my family member, mm. right? So like I see so where someone else sees a pastor, I see my grandfather, or I see my aunt and things like that, or or, or a cousin. So I don't really understand the the whole desire or the need to have that kind of relationship with a pastor. So I'm gonna start. Mm. I'm gonna start off there. Okay. And so 
if I sound judgmental, if I sound kind of harsh, it's it's coming from not really understanding and not you know so it's not it's not like malicious. Right. And um, my my dad was a pastor too. Really. And he's actually a pastor or elder at the church back in Minnesota mm. that we go to right now. Um, so I kind of have the same thing. Like I was never close to any kind of pastors right. like that, except my dad. Um, he pastored a church when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe to like I don't know maybe four or five. I, I might be out by a couple of years. Uh, then we started going to another church um, that's connected to our school, Living Word Christian Center. Mm. Um, and then some amazing things happened, which I'll probably talk about in another episode. But just like it was people would be like, that's a coincidence. No, it was like <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, so we started going to this other church. It's called the House Church. Mm-hmm. It's not a house. There's like 800 people. Mm-hmm. So uh, but it started in the basement of a house, yeah. which is why it's called the house. Um, but so he's a pastoral elder. So I kind of feel you like. Mm-hmm. I see him as my dad. Right. But sometimes we'll have talks. And I'll be like, that's the pastor coming out. Right. Of, him, of course. You know? But like always he's like my dad. I never right. really kind of put those things together. Like, oh, I have like a pastor figure in my life, mm-hmm. you know, so. And so I definitely think that it is is nice and cool to have a relationship with your pastor. But it's, it's frustrating because people will do things like so we have one person who. Um, just kind of left the church for a while, just kind of not really responding. They're on, they're on the worship team, mm. and they kind of left for a bit. And um, finally, they kind of came back out of the blue and wanted to kind of jump right back into the worship team. We're like, you can't just like leave mm. and yeah. drop all yeah. these responsibilities and not talk to anybody. Was not talk to anybody about what's been going on, and expect to be able to fall, like fall right back into line and things will be the same as they were like before you left. And so um, I was having this conversation with this person. And they said, I just didn't feel connected the same way or that, you know, I was appreciated. And, mm. and, and I just, you know, I just didn't feel like pastor had time for me. And I understand that. I get it. But we have, when I first got to this church, we had about 90 to like 100-ish people who attended it on a regular basis. And now we have about 200 people. So we've grown a lot in the last like two or three years. And there's only one pastor. And one pastor can't really put that kind of time into 200 people. Yeah. Right? And so we need, what we've been asking people to do is understand that a pastor is going to put in time to new people to the church, um, make sure they're plugged in and feeling connected um, so that they'll stay. He's putting in time to new believers who might not be, they're fresh on their faith and they need a lot of guiding and walking with and counseling um, and encouragement as they begin this journey, especially because I feel like a lot of times for new believers, um, life kind of gets a little hectic for a bit. There's like this like initial jolt of like excitement and euphoria yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, man, yeah. this is great. And I feel like the, the, that feeling, the, the feeling of God's presence in your life is heavy, almost like when we go to a conference, right? Like when we're there, like that presence is heavy. And then when we leave and go back to our regular lives, mm. how it kind of like we hit like we hit the ground running and a lot of times I felt like a lot of us trip because you're like where's that presence of God I felt right I right? mean you're back in like the world exactly my um one of my good friends she's she lives in New York uh she works as a model and she was at the Hillsong church mm. and like when she's like she always talks about like oh when she goes to church she doesn't always go to that one mm-hmm. but that's like a cool like experience to go to um mm-hmm. it's like a huge mega church but she was saying immediately after she got out she was like she just felt like a like a like a tangible difference like mm-hmm. in her she's like oh my goodness like and you look around and you like the world is just so 
messed up compared yeah. to like being in God's presence all the time. Like you go out and it's just like this this stark difference of like culture and how people act and like spiritual atmospheres. Like it's crazy. Like wow. So like yeah, that's true. Like it's not like a immediate difference, right? You kind of have like right. maybe a kind of a high I would consider right. it as and then you're like okay, being Christian isn't actually like easy. People yeah. people think it's like oh, you're a Christian right. now like all your problems are solved like no. Right. Like it, maybe for a couple, I don't know, week, couple weeks, you're like, this is awesome. You're like, all right, now yeah. God, I'm, I have to start being obedient, right? It's and that, that's a whole another part of life. It's that Peter, Peter on the water, um, uh, ex- ex- that's the same experience in the, in the sense that when we first make that s- step of faith and step out and mm-hmm. accept Christ or, or um, experience God in a new way. We're focused so much on God that we're doing crazy things. We're walking on water, and the the stuff around us, you know, that doesn't really exist at that moment. Like it's still there, but it doesn't exist. But as you know, as our focus begins to shift, or as things, as the waves might get a little bit louder and things start creeping in um, and start stealing our focus, we start seeing the stuff around us. We see the storm, we see the waves, and that's when Peter started sinking, right? And so, and uh, it, it's, it's when we lose that focus on Christ, and. Um, for new Christians, it's, I, I feel like it, that's, that initial sinking moment can happen quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know a few people who went to a conference and accepted, you know, Christ and, and um, other things are great, but then either they didn't have the support they needed or some things started happening in their lives that, that, were, that were traumatic or just bad, and then they started questioning everything. And a few of them aren't Christians now um, because of it. And it's easy for that to happen, especially for new Christians. It's a delicate stage. Yes, it like is. Like a seed, you know, yes, like the is. Bible talks about all the time. It's like a seed where once it's, it, there's no roots yet, right? It's just starting to grow. It yeah. hadn't grown before. It's underground. Now it's just starting to grow, but like it doesn't have those roots. It yeah. doesn't have those habits set in place. Those fail safes where you're saying, hey, this is happening in mm-hmm. my life. This is what I know I need to do because like they've never really been around a Christian community yeah. like that. Yeah. And so the pastor here, he spends a lot of time mentoring and is pouring into those pe- those individuals. The people who've been here for a while and used to get that kind of attention when it was a smaller church, mm. they're upset now because they're not getting that attention. Uh, so you think, think it's an attention problem? So not to try to dismiss it as they just wanting attention. I feel like it's, it's okay to want that kind of love. Mm-hmm. Like, want that kind of love, want that kind of pouring into from a pastor. Like, I think that's okay. So, uh, like, I don't want to point it out as I trying to make it seem like they're wrong or they're they're a child because they want that kind of attention. It's just what it is is attention, right? Mm-hmm. And the word attention isn't really a bad thing, right? So, like, I don't want to put that negative connotation on that word. But when they do things like, oh, I want to go to a different church now because, you know, things don't feel the same or, th- or things look differently. I said that in my last sermon, right? We're so quick to to give up or, or pull back from opportunities or from places or, or whatever, because, you know, things feel differently or, 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 or the comforts are gone. And that's why my, my, the, the, like the question for my sermon was like, who are we leaving to serve? Mm. Are we coming to church to, to be served and to be catered to? Right. Are we coming to church because it feels nice and I'm comfortable here? Are we coming here to be challenged, to be, to, to hear from God and hearing from God doesn't always come in, a warm, soft, gentle, like, 
oh, you can do it, buddy. I'm God. I love you. I support <laughs> you. Like, sometimes God calls us out. Sometimes things are uncomfortable. Sometimes we're convicted. Yes. And so I just really wish as Christians, especially those of us who have been in the church for a long time and been a Christian for a while, we can get to a place where as we grow in our relationship to God, we can understand that in in growth comes change. Exactly. And ma- maturity. Yes. Right. And I th- a huge step in maturing, like in your relationship with God and in your Christian walk is how I think of it in like any other thing in life. Right. You start off, you need a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of help. Right. But as you grow, like think of for life, like mm-hmm. example, life, you're a baby, lots of attention mm-hmm. as you're a kid. You do things wrong. You need help. But as you're an adult, mm-hmm. you're starting to transition from, hey, I'm this helpless kid to, hey, now I'm an adult. I know how to get help. I, yeah. I've been through a lot. And now I'm supposed to be helping other people. Right. I don't need all this attention anymore. Yeah. And for, like for your relationship with God, like I'm spending time with God now. Like I don't need that that milk. That milk. I can have like this solid food. now. Yeah. The Bible describes it as like milk versus meat. Mm-hmm. And I think the the whole like baby analogy is fantastic. And it. It's the one I use with this person that I have this conversation with mm. is the idea of like, yes, you're right. You're not getting that same kind of attention from the pastor because at this point you shouldn't need it. Right. I think it's nice to have, of course, again, not saying that it's bad to want that, but it should be something that you need. It should be something you need in order to feel connected with God. Mm. It should, it should yeah. be something you need in order to feel like you can be connected to this church. There should have to be a middleman between you, your relationship with God. There's Right, exactly. Um, and at first, maybe there is. Right. But again, as you grow. And so how I explained it was like this. Um, It's like if parents have a second child. Right. Um, The the, the parents, they have to put a lot of work. They have to put a lot of um, attention and focus into caring for and nurturing this new child. Right. The baby can't do that for themselves. The parents have to feed them. The the parents have to change them. Um, Give me one sec. <clears throat> the parents have to feed them, take care of them, change diapers, et cetera, make sure that they're not going off in random places, make sure that, that when they're sleeping, they're sleeping in the right positions because the baby cannot do that for themselves. And so when the parents are putting all this extra time into this baby, the, the other child, like the first sibling or whatever, might feel slighted or feel upset or jealous that they're not getting the same attention from the parents that they used to. You know, like mommy and daddy time looks different now. They're not going out, maybe playing as much. You know, the parents are putting so much effort into this stuff. And, and, and by doing that, they're sacrificing their own personal time for like sleep and et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's natural for the other child to feel slighted. Right. And I feel like parents have to try to explain to them, I don't love you any less. Right. And, and um, it, it, it's important for that child to understand that this just has to happen. Mm. As, as they grow older, that the baby can learn to do a few things by themselves. They might still need some guidance. They might still need some help. But at this point, the parents can look towards the other child to help out with the younger sibling as well. Oh, yeah. It's not all in the parents. Eventually, the, the older child will begin to babysit and take care of uh, or help out the younger child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as that grows, their connection to the parent that the, that the baby has changes and it shifts. Right. Um, there the, the gets to be a point, at least in my life, where my parents will call home and be like, yo, we're going to be really late. I need you to make dinner. Right. And so where it used to be my parents fed us and our siblings, I was now in charge of that. Mm. Right. And so to kind of to kind of bring this analogy back to the church, um, 
sometimes us older Christians can be that older child, being upset about the fact that we're not getting the same time with the pastor, that we're not getting the same kind of attention from the pastor. But we have to understand that as our family grows, as our church family grows, our, our connection and relationships to our parents, in this case, the pastor will change, mm-hmm. right? And at, at a certain point, um, we have to be okay with taking care of ourselves, right? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord, right? We have to be okay and we have to learn to start encouraging and, and, and helping and praying for ourselves and, 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 and um, going to God on our own behalf, right? And not for the pastor. Our connection to God has to be our own. And then as we continue to grow, we as a church body have to be okay and have to be willing to step out and form connections with other people in the church, mm-hmm. right? That desire to be connected, that, that desire to, to have a, um, a relationship with people in the church um, is a great desire, but we need to always have, we need to seek it out ourselves and, and, and reach out to people in the church to form those connections and not expect or rely on the pastor to, to do that for us. And a lot of times up here, I'm seeing the opposite. And it's, it's really frustrating. Hmm. And it makes it hard. I was already kind of cynical. And maybe cynical is not the right word. I think I found another word for it before that I think really nailed it, all, like nailed it in for me about what it was. But I have a kind of, um, I just think people suck. And that's not, <laughs> ex, ex, like, that's not excluding me. I think in general, people are selfish. We, we live for and we strive for our own selfish gains. And I think it takes conscious effort to not do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think our natural tendencies is selfishness. Right. And even Christians still same. Accepting Christ doesn't really change that. And I think again, we have to, we have to actively seek that out. It says crucify our flesh daily and crucification is painful. It's something that we have to work at and, and do on a daily basis. Right. And so before I started working for the church, already had kind of a, um, you know, cynical look on Christians and people and, and the bus once, once working for the church, it's like, ah, it's rough, man. And, and, <laughs> and it's, I love what I do. I wouldn't stop doing it. Um, and my thoughts about people and the same people suck doesn't change how I, I interact with people. I think it just kind of kind of just shapes my understanding of why people do certain things, right? I don't know. What's been your experience with that? Like, I don't know. Oh, well, I want to kind of touch on what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like how you said the, the parent will say, hey, I don't love you any less, right? I think our, our culture today, in my opinion, sometimes confuses love with attention, mm. right? I mean, yeah. lo- love is an action, right? But attention can be a way you express your love for somebody. Yeah. But as you grow older, as from a baby to an adult, mm-hmm. right, you usually get less attention, but that love is just expressed in a different yeah. way, right? And that was, of course, my experience. I have four younger brothers and sisters, so I remember being like four or five years old, being like, why don't I get to mm-hmm. do whatever it is? Like, why are they spending all this time? And then another one popped out, and another <laughs> one, and then another one. There was so many Look kids. Your like, what y'all doing up there? I was like, what? <laughs> Just so many kids, man, you know, and people, but it was a blessing. Like, I love having a lot of brothers and sisters, but it also comes with not getting as much attention. Right. And that's something I think that I started craving. Mm. And so when I started getting it, like I started, things started falling into place. My Mm. like senior year in high school, right. Basketball started falling into place. Like, so you become a hoe. I started, (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what happened. I, I started glowing up. It started. all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> getting this attention and craving it and being completely fine with it and i i guess starting to be dependent on it because i think it's something that and it's not my parents did an amazing job right and it's not their fault at all it's just like hey how do you divide completely your attention you can't you can't give 100 percent to everybody like that's yeah. impossible it would be great if you could but you can't so I got that nice 20%, whatever it was. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's something that I struggle with and that I had to really work on to like grow in a next level of like maturity mm-hmm. is figuring out um, this need for attention and figuring out that it was there first. And I guess having to be honest with myself saying, hey, like I, there's nothing wrong with having attention, but yeah. not needing it or depending it is a new step that I had to take. So, yeah. And it's still something I struggle with and maybe everybody struggles with, but it's something that is, uh, I guess in your walk and being better every day. It's weird for me because I grew up in a household that attention wasn't really given that much. And that might sound <laughs> like really sad, but it, like, it wasn't like, I don't remember for a long time. I was very uncomfortable with like physical contact. Like don't touch me. I, I still am. I don't. I'm not a touchy person. Even like my parents and siblings just don't like. There's plenty of room for you to get off of me. <laughs> don't touch <laughs> my me. My sister keeps hugging me. <laughs> She's like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm just like, I'm, yeah. Like it's not. It's not one of my love languages. Physical. Physical touch really? is not one of my love languages. As I get older, it's becoming a little more. And so okay. So like when I was younger, I used to go like on a trip, and my parents would like drop me off at the airport. I hug my parents and my sister and brother when I hug them. Like ah, like yeah. I live with you. Like, I don't need to really touch you, right? Right. But, you know, I think as I got older, you know, I had a girlfriend here or there, you know, and so that, that the comfortability, the, the comfortableness, the comfortability, those are all words. Mm. I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I go to college, I know. Um, <laughs> like that, like I became more comfortable with physical touch. And yeah. so now, yeah. even with like friends, I'm okay with it. Um, it's, it's something that's, I don't seek it out all the time, but it's something that I welcome and, and if someone wants to uh, like like hug or something like that or just like lean on it, like it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm. Um, and so like for my household, like I didn't really hug my parents much. Um, they they said, I don't know how often we said I love you. It's not something that I remember saying a lot, um, but it was kind of known, right? You, 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 it, like you, you just kind of know. And um, so like my parents... My mom, I think, only came to like one or two basketball games ever. My dad came to maybe like ten mm. or something like that. It was just I was comfortable being on my own, um, and I never had to seek out attention. Even now, I'm, the attention's kind of un, like uncomfortable for me, and it's hard for me to even give that attention to other people because I'm not used to like I don't need it, and so it's hard for me to think, oh, let me give it to someone else, mm. you know. And so even like as I'm doing this job, I'm having to learn how to. Um, give attention to people when they need it. And it's hard for me because I feel like sometimes it's pandering. I feel like sometimes I'm coddling people. Like you shouldn't like go live your life. I shouldn't need to tell you to stroke your ego or whatever. For, and for me, it feels like ego stroking. Mm. For them, it could be something they need in order to move forward. And so I'm still learning how to sacrifice. I, don't, I, don't, I think sacrifice is a strong word, but prioritize other people's needs over my own preferences. That's, that's really interesting. Mm, that's, deep. that's my next sermon, huh? Uh, yeah. Ooh. No, well, it's interesting. <laughs> 
because I love the thought, but it's interesting because that's like not how I think. Mm. And I think it, it, it is like how you were raised and how I was raised mm-hmm. because I think attention was a big thing. And like going around and being with my friends, like I want to be everywhere. Mm. I want to give everybody like all my attention. Like I want... I, if I could go to every Super Bowl party and stay, mm. I wish I could stay the whole Super Bowl party everywhere because I don't like leaving people. I want I want them to feel like loved. I don't know. Is Maybe that, I don't love nobody that much yet. <laughs> no, but I, bye. But again, that's I'm like an, it's an expression of love, and yeah. people express love in different ways. Yeah, and I story. think that's just one of the ways that I I felt love expressed as a kid, mm. and that I I felt like when I got that expression more as I grew up from other people, mm-hmm. that dependency started coming on. So it's something I still need to be aware of, but yeah. I think it's very near and dear to me. So it's it's a lot more na- It's very natural for me to want to do that. It's mm. it's really hard for me to pick somewhere to go because I I want to give everybody mm. like my attention. I think that's hard for Pastor here too because I think he wants to give everyone the same kind of attention too. But with his illness and that he's going through, he physically cannot do it. Mm. And so he so then like the the time and energy he has is kind of um, is dimin- like diminished. And so then he only has a little bit to give. And so then like the little bit to give, he gives all to the, mm-hmm. the people who kind of need a little more. And so I understand why people are hurt by it. But also I think people should be willing to like, I mean, it's not harsh, but you got to grow up. Um, yeah. And, and you got to learn how to be self-sufficient. Eventually parents will kick their kids out, hopefully. Um, <laughs> like, like the child will leave and begin to fend for themselves. And that's how life works. And I think this is no different. In every relationship, marriage or whatever, there's growth. And, and, and so, for instance, like, like an old married couple might not need to sit down and talk a lot. Like just being, being in their, like present with their significant other is enough. Um, and, and they love that when that probably is not how it was when they first got together. Mm. And I, I, think, I think the same rule applies when it comes to church, when it comes to God. Um, as things grow, with growth comes change, and we should be um, willing to accept and and adapt to that change as it happens. Wow! So, and I, I think it's really interesting. Different people are are kicked out slash ha- have okay. How do I say this? Uh, there's a different people have a different pace of having to grow yes. up. Right. Like I am blessed that my family has the finances to help me out, like mm-hmm. with my rent in college. Like I some savings that mm-hmm. I have and then they well, help I'm me out with the rest. Too. But I'm asking you for some money, too. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but you should have seen my bank account last <laughs> week, man. I said, whoa, hey, this morning. That is to be honest, low. When I actually get that tea for me. I'm about to, I'm about to cash up you three dollars just to make sure. No, I'm good now. I'm good now. You know, <laughs> I'm <laughs> but like, like it was yeah. the end of the month. Um, so I was like, whoo, that's low. But. I'm very fortunate in that, you know, and then Mm. some people have their entire everything paid for. They don't have to worry about anything. But then there's some people like they're like, hey, I have friends like one of my roommates is paying for literally he has zero financial support from Mm. his parents. Zero. Right. He works. He I think he I think he might work two jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. He's a really hard worker taking out loans Mm -hmm. and then everything else he's paying for, like his rent, Mm -hmm. self-sufficient, full time student trying to graduate in four years. I'm like, that's that's tough. You know, and I think one amazing um, kind of an exercise, but uh, my pastor was talking about, he said um, he, he did this exercise where everybody put down the three worst things that have ever happened to them. Yeah. And then Me they... I'm the, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, these are the hardest things <laughs> that you've ever done, that you've ever had to go through. Yeah. And and then put it on a piece of paper, put a random number number on it, just so you know it's yours. Doesn't matter mm. the number, 
whatever it is. Put it in the middle, grab a different number, look at it, and tell and decide whether or not you would rather have what you went through mm. or what that other person went through. And every single person put, they would rather have what they went through mm-hmm. because that's what God gives them grace for. Mm. Right. And I, I don't think God will ever put people through situations that they physically cannot handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really that's that's a really beautiful like mm-hmm. thing. Like God's given you grace for the situations you've been through in your life. He uses them all together for his glory and yeah. for your good. Like, I think that's really cool. And you look at other people's situations. You're like, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I physically I don't know how I would do that. Taking max credits, working a yeah. job, having to pay <laughs> for everything. Mm. Right, like not being able to buy the food and cook the yeah. food that I would like, but again, I'm a, people look at my situation like, how are you, like student athlete? I get that all the time. Engineering, like that's hard, but I'm like, I think God's given me grace to do it. Mm. So it's a beautiful. Mm, that's a good word, man. Thank you, thank you. Can I, I'm gonna come up preach next <laughs> Sunday. <You laughs> talk to Pastor Dave about giving me on the <laughs> preaching team. Just play it. You can make it. Don't don't. You can make it up there. I I would be like I, I would need a stool to sit down because my <laughs> my lower back started hurting when I <laughs> I was thinking I always not, think about it's not that. that bad. No, I'm to but like every time I stand up for long periods of time, my lower back starts hurting. Me too. So like I, I would need a issues. I would need a you stool. Would I would be much more comfortable with the stool, it's like leaning bad, over bro. on the microphone, and be like, hey, just sitting down, skin to the word, and then it ain't that bad, bro. It's not. No, nah. I mean it was funny because like when Pastor asked me to preach first. I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a preacher, so nah. I've never done. I've never done that before. He was like, I think you might be good at it. So I was like, all right. And then he gave me like, what, six months to prepare? Six months. Was, uh, maybe about four, anywhere between four to six. I, I don't remember. I think he might have told me in May or June. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's definitely bad math, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is so May or June. Let's say it was May. It was May. So June, July. So basically three and a half months. Okay. Six. When did you actually start your sermon, though? Week before? Um, well, <laughs> that would be me. okay, no. The first one, I prepped for a long time. Okay. Um, I hadn't preached before, so I didn't really know. I, I was I was preaching about something I was comfortable with, something I had been reading and studying, and and, and that I feel like God had been um, kind of showing me a lot of things about for a long time, um, about my guy David, you know, the the the, the best person Second. in the Bible. Best person, best person in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Besides, even besides Jesus, you can't count that. It's different. Okay, well, I'm you pretty can't. sure Elisha is a little bit better. But get out of here, Doc. Elisha. Elisha was, was a little punk. Was he? A punk. Was he? He couldn't handle being roasted. <laughs> and so, no, he, he handle, took authority over those he children handle who were being roasted who were trying by to roast some kids, him, being disrespectful so to a, a, a prophet of bear, God, a whole bear to eat some kids. That's so extra. Oh my! They were disrespecting a prophet of God. So extra. Disrespecting God's roast, children. Roast back. What, did, what did God do when when back. people disrespected his kids? He killed oh all of them. Oh my gosh! He killed uh, no. Assyrians. Oh, you no. going you going to try to kill my Israelites? Listen. Bow, bow. The like, roast came too too hot, and Elisha <laughs> started crying. <laughs> then he got mad. They, they made said, Baldy. <laughs> they said, You old. I see uh, myself in your scalp looking dude. He said, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, they hurt my feelings. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> that's, that's all. I can't. Come on. David was a G. Bear down. David was a thug out here, cuz. Mm, was he? Yeah, he was. Was he? Oh, ripping lions well, up. What did he? Bears what, up with but, his bare but, but what did he do with uh? What's her name? Best Bathsheba. Yeah. What What did he do to her Blow husband? Her back out. What did he do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
He said, hey, you in that tub, girl? <laughs> That's right. Look at, look at Mighty Fine in that rooftop bathing <laughs> spot, said, girl. Hey, I got a husband. He was like, no, you don't. Do, do you? Do you really? What's his name? What's his name? Hey, 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 hey. Oh, that reminds me. I got bad news. Lines. <laughs> hey, your, your husband died. No, here, come here. Like Let me my hug shoulder. you. <laughs> he <laughs> cried my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh swag, my bro. goodness! Sinful, but still swag. <laughs> <laughs> that's a power play. What were we talking oh, about? Power play. Okay, so yeah, that's a power play. That is a power so play. I think there are some situations where <laughs> you got to just take control and show people that that you're more dominant, that you're the alpha. David definitely did that, and <laughs> he did. That was an alpha move. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and I think there are other ways that are far less sinful that we can that we can show dominance to random people in our lives. And one way I talked about today was like, so let's say there've been times I've been to like the drive-through, like McDonald's or something like that, and people have like hung behind me because I'm taking too long, or I didn't pull up like immediately, right? And so like the things I should have done were let's just imagine pull up to the window. And you're like, here's my card. I'm also paying for the person behind me, <laughs> right? And so, so first of all, I want to say like, this is not my original idea. I, I forgot where I heard it from, but mm-hmm. I heard it from someone else. But um, yeah, so you say like, I'm gonna pay for the person behind me, the person that that is honked at you and being kind of a, like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the person behind you pulls up like, yo, that person paid for my food in front of me. I was being a jerk earlier. Maybe I should have done that. Yeah, maybe I should like think through my decisions exactly. and be a better person, right? Exactly. Like, Jokes so on kind. them because when I pull to the next window, I'm taking my food <laughs> and their food. Because <laughs> you paid for it. <laughs> I paid for it, so it's they my food. They pull up like, man, you know what? Like, how how's your day? Yeah. What did you order? Because we don't have your stuff in the... <laughs> that, that guy took it. <laughs> he paid for it and took it. Ain't <laughs> hey, crazy? I might even throw it away. <laughs> I might pull it to that trash can. That's always yeah, after the window. Look him in the face. Throw it away. And come get this. You, just, you focus that thing on the yeah, eyes. Yeah, eat out the trash. <laughs> just dump it out on the ground. You Honda Civic. I think, uh. yeah, I think that's worse. Like, I feel like if you're going to take my food and then enjoy it, that's one thing. I'm going to take my food and then re- waste it. Like, yeah, and give you an opportunity to get it back, but you have to dig through the trash power to get play. it. That's a that's a power Going play. Going in there. And then just stealing their food, <laughs> or even so. What's what's something else you can do? Which you know, the first the first you know, the, the first example was kind of like a a legal way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to want to do something a little more disrespectful, you can just cut in line. <laughs> so like while they're still ordering, you just kind of pull around and then swipe it in front of them. Yeah. So as you pull up, they think it's that person, and you just <laughs> take their food. So like right after they pay, they're about to start going up, and you just cut in front of them to the next yep. window. <laughs> or so for, or, or like today, well the, the the whole thing was like the line was super long. It was like for there no was like reason. Fifteen cars behind. McDonald's the line. ain't that good. I don't want it's a ten not. nuggets. And they have a two two lane thing. Well, and it's one still was taken for like the delivery truck. Oh okay. Oh. But I was like, I need food, and so I'm gonna just cut. I'm gonna just pull up in front of the person who's ordering now. And just pay for whatever they have and eat that. Yeah. Right? Well, still, <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> Is it really stealing? That's, actually, no. I don't know. Exactly. That's so a, that person that's a, But that's like a moral question, too. Like That's true. Because they didn't do anything to you. I mean, te- of course, like we're not supposed to, even if they did do something <laughs> to us, we're still not supposed to do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's technically Sometimes illegal. it sucks to suck. Okay. Um, and so the other, other thing that's a power play, especially... 
because of you know uh, toxic toxic masculinity and things like that, oh masculinity, um, and and all these like um, things you can't do as men, mm-hmm. and all these gay things you have to avoid, right? Um, <laughs> was just hey, some hey, other night. You gotta cut up your banana before <laughs> exactly. you eat it. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you gotta, you can't. You yeah, get, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you better break up that banana piece. I still do that, and I don't even believe. Like I just do it because I saw that somewhere. I was like, no, I can't. I can't be eating bananas. If someone's turned on by it, then have a good time, enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) I got. I'm. I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm gonna eat. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. One thing that I saw was funny. Like you never notice. Like every time athletes hug in a game. They hug with close fist. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they oh yeah. You can't, you can't put the palms to the back. That's you know. Yeah, you, you, too much. You hug them, close your fists. That's then, right. Then, and you then pop, embrace your you brother. Twice. Bang, bang. Yeah, but but we also slap each other's butts all the time. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So nobody says anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing you do, like let's say if you got to eat with like uh, a friend that's a male and um and whatnot, what you can do is kind of casually ask them like, hey, uh, what are you gonna get when when they tell you. You log in your brain, and when the waiter comes up and they ask what you're going to get, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, he'll have. <laughs> and then read out their order like you're on a date. <laughs> it's just like, what you going to do about it? Because technically, you're not lying. That's what, that's, what, that's what they wanted. But like, why? Why would you do that? If you ever did that, I would, I would say, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't even know what I would do. Exactly. I'll just kind of sit there. You're going to tell her no? Because that's what you wanted. I'd be like, yeah, he's also paying for it. I would change my order. <laughs> I'll change my whole order. <laughs> yeah, can you put that on his tab also? <laughs> He'll have the salmon. I'll have the steak. Put it right, on right, his right. tab. Mm, mm, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I've, done, I've done that to a friend before. When I, I think it was like an IHOP. He's like, I was like, what you going to get? He's like, I might get this omelet. I was like, okay. What do you guys <laughs> want? Yeah, he'll have the omelet. And you said extra cheese. Yeah, extra cheese. Extra cheese, yes. I'm paying tonight kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think that's all the time we got for today, though. Um, it's great being back. Hopefully, we got another one yes. next month or maybe before. Who knows? Um, we got Winter Carnival coming up. Ooh. If y'all don't know, we have this thing called Winter Carnival at our school. So from Wednesday to Sunday, it's basically straight parties. Uh, on Wednesday, yeah. there's usually class, but people Not bring like, yetis. Like noon, right? Yeah, they they bring like yetis and everything, and put and drink in class. They're usually <laughs> drunk by like eight nine in the morning. You can do that regardless. There's like all nighter parties. <laughs> It's crazy. So, so and then we don't have class for the rest of the week. I've talked to a few of the um, campus safety people and a few like the EMS people that are on campus, and just technically you're not supposed to have alcohol on campus, right? It's against mm-hmm. against the rules, against campus rules. But for for Winter Carnival, that all nighter night, I talked to them and they're like, "Yeah, we don't even care." Just they would have to st- literally everybody. <laughs> Our has whole thing alcohol. is make sure people don't die. That's basically what they're saying. They yeah. have people wear glow sticks around their neck. Because people have passed out in the snow before. Is that why people were? That's, that's, that's why they give told. out glow sticks? So oh. that if you pass out in the snow, they can see you and get you out before it becomes dangerous. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's how crazy so it is. so smart. Crazy that's smart. Like, I've seen people like standing on the sidewalk with like the drunk lean going on, mm-hmm. like the slumped look, and the cops are just like, just don't die tonight, man. See, that's where our school excels in making <laughs> sense. But bathroom mirrors <laughs> facing you while you're taking a a poop, that is, I don't exactly. understand. But I don't know. I'm never I'm never on campus long for Carney Night because I don't like being around rowdy drunk people. Yeah. I do martial arts occasionally for fun. <laughs> I think I think it's kind of fun and it's you know, it's relaxing. But I also feel like when I when I'm doing it regularly, I'm always looking for a fight. I'm always looking to display my skills because I feel like I'm Ip Man. I feel like <laughs> I'm gently in the flesh, Michael Jai White. 
Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, I feel like every time someone looks at me, I'm like, oh, they want to fight. And I learned some moves today that I want to display. Let's <laughs> try. So, that's a heavy, heavy hand. Oh my <laughs> <Mine>. goodness! <laughs> that is a lot of force <laughs> behind that. You get a kick going. <laughs> that's a. Oh, oh that's yeah. the. <laughs> That's scary, man. Life-changing power. That's <laughs> life-ending power. <laughs> That's what it is. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, hopefully, you guys will tune in next time. We got one. And, yeah, hope you have a good time. We're out of here. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.